Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We have some interesting news today in which there were a few infusion pumps that were in the news, either being recalled or warned on. But Sean, can you give us a roundup of what else we'll talk about today, including that story? Sure. So we'll talk about a big fundraise for a medtech venture firm, an FDA contract for a company developing sustainable inhalers, another patient monitoring partnership for GE Healthcare, a spine technology acquisition at Nevro, and an interesting trend of infusion pump recalls, as you mentioned. So let's jump into it. What's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is that Intuitive Ventures has brought in $150 million to support minimally invasive care startups. Money will go towards supporting some innovative technologies in the minimally invasive surgery space. So tell us a little bit about Intuitive Ventures' background. Yeah, well, just over three years ago now, Intuitive Surgical, obviously well-known company, longtime leader in surgical robotics, launched this fund a completely separately chartered fund with $100 million in in support to invest in early-stage transformative technologies. According to Intuitive, the fund has supported more than 10 startups to date. And obviously, with this latest cash infusion, you could expect it to fund even more. So what goal does it have for improving patient care? Intuitive Ventures lays out its mission as aiming to lower the barriers to care with efficient, cost-effective, accessible care leveraging the intersection of medtech, life sciences, and therapeutics to support diagnostics and interventions while utilizing the potential of novel healthcare data to enhance minimally invasive care. And what is the CEO saying about this new funding round? So the new head of the fund, Muriel Thiner McLean, said it's an honor to lead Intuitive Ventures into the next stage of growth and continue to develop its portfolio of transformative companies and high-quality investment partners. And with the latest round of funding, she says Intuitive Ventures will further scale its impactful approach and help accelerate the creation of innovative, minimally invasive care solutions. What's the next thing that we should know for today? Aptar won an FDA contract to study low global warming potential metered dose inhalers. So it seems like a cool intersection of innovative medtech and sustainability efforts. Tell us a little bit about this initiative. Well, the FDA chose Aptar to study the challenges of developing low global warming potential or low GWP propellant meter dose inhalers, MDIs. The company expects this study to help to define the potential target product profile of these low GWP propellant MDIs and achieve comparability in critical quality attributes to existing meter dose inhalers. And how will Aptar support the FDA in this initiative? So Aptar will support the FDA with its R&D center and respiratory team, offering state-of-the-art technologies and know-how for developing complex orally inhaled and nasal drug products. Aptar also says that it can offer pilot manufacturing and process, analytical methods for clinical trials, formulation development, metering valve technology, and more. So really, sort of the whole gamut will be offered by Aptar through this collaboration with the FDA. And collaborating with the FDA really seems like something to be excited about. How do executives feel about this contract? Well, Aptar's VP of Analytical, Regulatory, and Scientific Affairs said that the company is delighted to support the FDA, so definitely optimistic and happy about that. On the important study to better define the design space for developing low GWP MDIs with equivalent performance to existing propellant MDIs. And now we have some news from GE Healthcare. That's right. GE Healthcare has partnered with Airstrip on patient monitoring and cardiac data visualization. 
more partnerships for GE Healthcare. We've covered quite a few on this podcast, and we continue to see digital capabilities at the center of it all. What does each company bring to this collaboration? Well, GE Healthcare provides ECG, cardiac output, and patient monitoring technologies, sort of the whole list of what GE Healthcare has offered. We've certainly talked about plenty of those technologies throughout our time doing this podcast. Well, Airstrip has a mobile application platform that offers data visualization and remote collaboration capabilities between clinicians. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Airstrip's technology? So the Airstrip technology has data visualization capabilities through a proprietary native mobile application that allows clinicians to see clinical data on their mobile devices and on the web with the Airstrip technology. So it provides them with what it says is one-touch access to cardiac rhythm strips, 12-lead ECGs. They can also view multiple patients simultaneously and receive notifications, communicate with care teams, and more. How do Airstrip executives feel about this next step for the company? Well, CEO Dr. Patrick Soon-Shiong said that leveraging GE Healthcare's platform will allow them to offer a joint solution empowering clinical teams to receive clinical and vital signs information remotely in near real time and effectively deal with constraints on clinical resources while enhancing clinicians' user experiences. What's the next thing that we should know for today? Nevro acquired joint fusion device maker Versa and also closed a credit facility. So Nevro, which specializes in spinal cord simulation, looks to be moving into other spinal technologies as well. What does Versa do? Versa has a portfolio of sacroiliac or SI joint pain devices for use in SI joint fusion procedures. It's only been around for a couple years, the company, but it manufactures and supports a complete portfolio of FDA-cleared devices. Portfolio allows physicians to tailor to patient needs and provide optimal stability and enhance the opportunity for the SI joint to fuse. And how does this support Nevro's portfolio? Well, Nevro CEO Kevin Thornall said that the deal accelerates the company's key strategic initiatives of commercial execution, market penetration, and profit progress, offering differentiated implants to the company's current call point of physicians that will help drive growth. And tell us a little bit about the credit facility closing as well. Yeah, so in addition to the news about the acquisition, Nevro also closed a six-year, $200 million credit facility with plans to repurchase the majority of its 2025 convertible notes. The company also set aside some proceeds for working capital and other general corporate purposes. And now what's the last bit of news that you have for us today? Yeah, so as you mentioned at the top of the show, we have three medtech companies with recent warnings on infusion pumps. Some news out of Baxter, ITAN Medical, and BD. So the infusion pump sort of at the center of it all, I think, is what we want to get into, right? Yes, it was very interesting to see just a handful of infusion pumps in the news recently. Can you give us a quick description of each of these recalls and warnings? Yeah, well, Baxter last month put out communications about a recall of its Novum IQ infusion pumps that the FDA deemed class one, the most serious kind came as a result of the potential for an incomplete infusion following one or more downstream occlusion alarms. The company has work underway on a software upgrade. Now, additionally, last week we covered ITAN Medical's recall of certain Sapphire infusion pumps. Because of software issues as well, these issues could cause the pumps to fail to detect air in the line while running on battery power. And in some cases, the pump may not sound an alarm when air enters the line. And finally, we had news today 
on BT's recall of the Alaris pumps, and that comes after years of issues with the system, but this recall has a little less to do with BD's own technology and more to do with compatibility with another company's syringes. So a couple, you know, different variables involved in these recalls. Obviously, software at the center of it was probably the thing that stuck out to me most. Uh, certainly something that companies are working with more and more is software and their medical devices. And this clearly is becoming possibly a worrying trend. But it sounds like BD's recall differs a little from Baxter and ITAN Medical. How does it differ exactly? Yeah, so unlike the first two, which are software related, BD issues down to actually a rebranding done by someone else. Cardinal Health rebranded its Monoject syringes from their previous Covidian branding. The company changed the dimensions of the syringes as part of this, but they haven't actually been validated for use with Laris. So when used with the updated syringes, but under previous syringe settings on the infusion system, the pump may either refuse to operate or incorrectly estimate the volume of liquid in the syringe, which can obviously cause massive problems for the user of the pump. But because Alaris still offers Monoject as an option for syringes, the recall had to be made, and it actually impacts more than a million devices in the U.S. And that marked the fifth story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all of this news today. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch. K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.